0: It's Ty Power's Big Footy Final Sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy Final Sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.
1: Adelaide Lightning, South Australia's most successful women's sporting team. Legends on and off the basketball court.
2: For a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts, Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian motors. Welcome to the Bungie and Bretster Show.
0: Yes, welcome to the Bungie and Bradster Show. Jason Regan in the host seat today for John Casey, who is going to join us a little bit later on in the program. He is uh, gallivanting around the countryside, I believe, uh, on behalf of the NBL. So we'll be talking basketball with him a little bit later on. The Bungie and Bradster Show proudly brought to you by Australian Motors Mitsubishi. You can visit their Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi They're driven by uh, Australian Motors Mayhem Collectibles. You can get ready for mayhem with mayhem collectibles at the parade in Norwood, and of course Nippies. And our first of uh, two hosts for the show today has absolutely destroyed about seventeen honeycomb iced uh, drinks from Nippies. He is uh, a legend of Australian basketball. From Mar, yes!
3: big shot by Brett Ma.
0: Mate, uh, you still with us? How are you going over there?
4: I'm floating in honeycomb <laughs> bliss. That's what's happening over here. I tell you what, I've got I've got a new favourite. I thought it was the orange and mango juice. Um, I love the. Uh, have passion fruit last last week? But this honeycomb, oh, my God, get into it. Mr. Dippy, uh, sir, we sorry. might have
0: to change the name of the show. <laughs> sorry, Case, but there's going to be none of this left for you either. <laughs> a man who needs a little introduction, so we'll give him one anyway. What about Andrew McLeod? Guess who's going to swoop? Andrew McLeod! Oh, bravo! Now, Bungie, um, I've just been keeping an eye on... Bretster here, he is eyeing off that honeycomb that's sitting in front of you, mate, so I'd be stashing that somewhere.
5: I'll tell you what, Jace. One thing that Brett I know about Bresta is on the basketball court they don't it's not really competitive. So they don't like they don't like contacts. If he's coming over here, he better get his contested uh, contested game going because uh, I'm guarding my honeycomb quite uh, tightly over here. But I was just actually looking at Bretster and the glow behind him in our Lumo studio down here is... Uh,
4: I'm angelic, aren't I?
5: You are. You, you actually look like, the,
4: you look like the Lumo sign after sculling that honeycomb. It's actually the same colour. I'm glowing.
5: Um, we are very grateful for, for Nippies for doing that. It actually uh, look forward to that. As you drive into the city on a Sunday, because mm. you're like, where, where am I going to get my coffee fix for or my, my little fix in the morning? Mm. and
4: Not many options around, really. Good coffee, anyway.
5: It's hard to find, but um, we'll we we'll, we'll keep looking because, uh, and I know um, Hazy had had a crack at uh, oh.
4: at Jay, at uh,
5: Casey a, a few weeks back about who's who gets the coffee, and mm. Brett's is talking about Brestoff off and bringing in his own coffee, and never uh, sort of um, offered to buy anybody else a coffee. But that's okay. <laughs> we'll get along, and we'll get uh, we'll get on the same page eventually. Brett's <laughs> Hey, um, lots going on obviously, um, around the place, but, um, one that caught, caught my early in the week and you saw it as well is Tracy Neville from, uh, from England. So she's a former, um, actually a former, uh, Thunderbirds and contacts player. She came out here and played some, some netball back in 2000, I think it was, and was part of the family back then, but she's returned. Um, to to join the ranks um, of some familiar faces with uh, linking up with Tanya Obst.
4: What a huge get. I mean, she's achieved so much, not just as a player, but as a coach. She coached um, the English team to Commonwealth Games Gold in 2018. And I guess her friendship goes back. She did some work uh, with Tanya Obst uh, with the Roses. So they've obviously got a good um, friendship there. And that's going to be a great little... uh, Coaching group there as well. Cathy Fellow is uh, in there as well. Um, she, uh, from my memories of watching her, a very tenacious um, and apparently her coaching goes along the same lines. Very good defensive coach. So she's going to be very good for a team that hasn't uh, won the championship since 2013. So they're like a lot of Adelaide teams on a little bit of a, a dry spell and we hope that uh, that great advice and, and history that she's had can
5: yeah, well, she comes with some success. So that success around the fact that she's won two titles uh, in the Super League um, netball in in uh, uh, in England as well, coaching them, and then she obviously did a fantastic job from two thousand fifteen to nineteen uh, and winning that Com Games medal, as you alluded to. But uh, have we been underachieving? As a, I was looking at the 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 actual results of. Um, of the Thunderbirds, our highest finish since two thousand and thirteen has been seventh. Yeah. So we've been often we've been down around that level, seven to ten, um, and it's not what we expect. We, like Adla- think about what happened in like in Adelaide in the, the late nineties or in the nineties, and we dominated Netball
4: or well, spoiled. We had the uh, the Thunderbirds were killing it, winning all the time. The uh, Ravens. The Ravens doing well, of course. The um, Lightning killing it then as well. So we've been sport with female sport, and um, yeah, I hope this will help get them back on track and and get them back in. I, I, it's a huge get to get her, um, and yeah, I, I think uh, it's all good news there for the Thunderbirds.
5: Um, just on on the other oh, on netball as well, um, the Diamonds. So, mm. they're, they're playing in a, a four game Constellation Cup versus New Zealand uh, Silver Ferns. They play two games in New Zealand on the 12th of October and the 16th before heading to um, Australia and, and playing um, in Melbourne and, and the Gold Coast. And then they have three games against England as well. But they're going to be without um, one of their stars. So, um, in, in their goal shooter. In, and I'm going to say, it, you know, I'm not good with names, but um, and I'll well, say Please, it. <laughs> please go on then.
4: <laughs> but
5: her, her sorry, who was it? Sorry, I, I didn't quite catch <laughs> no, that. Gre- Gretel. I think it's Gre- Gretel Buetta. So, we'll, yep, used to be Gretel. That's it. well so, done, Bungie. So, no, we'll run with so, that. I got it. So, we'll run right. with so, Gretel Buetta, who's who's probably the best player in the world, I would say. Like she's a mate, and if you look at the success that the. Um, that the, the Diamonds had at the Com Games was on the back of Gre- Gretel Buetta. Mm. Like she was amazing up forward um, as our our goal shooter, goal attack, because she can rolls up and she she plays quite high as well. But um, she's going, so she's she's having a break. Um, going to have bub number two, which is fantastic for her and, and the family. But uh, leaves a big hole um, in the Diamond side and something that um, they'll be looking to fill and using these upcoming games obviously to, um, yeah, it was people are going to get an opportunity.
4: Hey, I've got something to talk about. Treaders. He's a good friend of yours. Yep. We, we both know him. Uh, you know him more than me, but, uh, uh, big article in the paper today about him, uh, and his, uh, anti-vax stance, which has cost him his role at channel nine. Um, he's looking at suing them, uh, now over that and loss of earnings. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Because um, there's a, a few, and it's stated in the article, Denny van Hagen uh, from the Crows and also her nursing job that she gave up, Cam Ellis-Yolman um, with Brisbane, Liam Jones-Carlton, Sam Frost from The Bachelorette, Novak Djokovic is a, obviously a well-known one. You've got with the Crows, Nick Takos, guys like that. Uh, I mean, it's it's happened a lot. What are your thoughts on Treaders there? What what are his chances?
5: Oh, I I was actually just trying to find earlier today um, if there is anyone that's actually been successful in defending against the vaccine mandates Mm. to see, you know, what sort of opportunity there is. And um, but obviously, the the I guess the the one that's been in the forefront of everything has been the Denny Van Hagen one and we've seen that um they originally had 5 people that um i think it was that were going to take the government um well you know take them uh, down that path over the the mandates and um that ended up being only 2 that that sort of got thrown out because i, I think that, uh, the judge was uh, justice Judy Hughes she said that um you know, the emergency declaration in relation to the pande- pandemic was removed early in the year, and which made uh, Van Hagen's case become hypothetical and lack utility. So I worry, I guess, when I think of Treaders for this and how that is, because I haven't seen anyone that's um, successfully sued, I guess, the their, the businesses and the government in terms of the mandates because mm. of that was the direction that was given.
4: I'm not sure Brest, though. Well, I think it's going to be hard pressed and the lawyer he's gone with was part of that uh, Van Hagen um, case and they lost. So I probably would have gone with a different lawyer myself if she's already lost one. Well, I hope
5: but- they can find some middle ground. I really enjoyed Trederza. I love, love him on the on the TV, um, his opinion on the radio, he's one of the he's he was fantastic, particularly with his um, well, his footy now and his his knowledge He's Is fantastic. I
4: I commend their guts for going down that track in knowing that it was a high chance and probability that they would lose their jobs and the amount of money that some of these people are are losing because of this decision not to get vaccinated. Um, They're putting their health or not their health, but their body and their their pro-choice first, which I mean, commend them for sticking to their guns. I, I, couldn't do it myself. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they've gone down that track. We've got a lot to talk about through this show, Bunge. We've got uh, Bathurst. We've got basketball. We've got AFL. We've got a lot, lot more. And just up after the break, we've got Josh Tolles from uh, the Adelaide Giants, who I'm really looking forward to talking to. Some exciting stuff happening in baseball. And, of course, the Bungie and Bresta show is brought to you by Lauren X Cleaning. Securing workplace safety. Google them today.
1: Adelaide Lightning, South Australia's most successful women's sporting team. Legends on and off the basketball court. For
2: a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts, Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian motors. This is the Bungie and Brett's Show.
0: Yes, it is. uh, Proudly brought to you by our friends at uh, the Adelaide Lightning, who... I'm sure Brettster will be out checking out uh, throughout the coming season. Adelaide Lightning, your South Australian women's basketball heroes. The Polygra Group, uh, they are proud supporters of them. And the Adelaide Giants boys, uh, Brettster?
4: Uh, I just want to quickly say, uh, you said about the Adelaide Lightning, uh, a big um, appointment during the week, Tim Brenton, who is there, was their CEO, has just been made the CEO of Basketball South Australia. So they'll be after a new CEO for the Lightning. But congratulations uh, to Tim
0: Brenton, who has been made the uh, new CEO of uh, Basketball SA. Fantastic news, that. So uh, we're we're getting towards uh, summertime and it was opening day in Baseball SA's competition and one of South Australia's favourite baseball sons has returned home after uh, travelling all over the world, playing his trade, particularly in the United States, Uh, a bit of time at Melbourne as well, but he's come home uh, to roost at Woodville and will be part of the Adelaide Giants, also be part of Team Australia, who are heading over to take on Japan soon. Uh, I believe he went three innings yesterday. Josh Tolls joins us on the line from the Adelaide Giants. Josh, welcome to the Bungie Bredsters Show.
6: Thanks for having me.
5: Hey, yeah, uh, Josh. Um, just interesting. Obviously, we were talking. We were just talking about it in in the break, but um, about uh, about baseball and how big it is in actually Adelaide. But for for our listeners, love to for you to actually. Um, give us a, I guess, a bit of an insight into um, your career. As uh, you know, started in Adelaide, went to Seaton High. How did you, how did you actually, um, I guess, make it into the into the big league?
6: Um, yeah, pretty similar story to most people that play the game. Just my parents were bored and wanted me out of the house, and there was a <laughs> local t-ball field down the road, so I started with that and progressed through Seaton High, and that was a great opportunity for me. Obviously, being a baseball school and having a good program. Um, but from there it kind of ends. So I, I had my sets, uh, my i on playing college uh, in the US and continuing my baseball and schooling over there. So was uh, lucky enough to do that, and from then moved on a few more years, played some uh, indie ball, and then in the Australian Baseball League in the summers when I'd come home, and then uh, was lucky enough to sign with the Philadelphia Phillies in 2018 and spent a couple years in their organization uh, in the minor leagues. So. Um, it's not as easy to get the opportunities obviously in an, as in America but if you kind of stick with it there's, there's those chances to play basically anywhere you want in the world with it
4: we see a uh, um, quite a few Australians going over now and going that route of uh, through college and also making it as signings for major league that step can you tell us about that step from like getting in the minors and triple A's to making the majors and and playing in the biggest of
6: the leagues uh, it's it's a tough one. I think we've had 37 or 38 big leaguers from Australia uh, in the history of Major League Baseball. But we've got a young, like a good young group of Australians now that are over there playing minor league baseball. Uh, and a lot of kids in college, I think now the opportunity to get over there is a lot higher with the uh, advancement in technology and scouting and that. So we're not so far away anymore with all that and uh, the opportunities there for yeah the younger group coming through.
0: Josh, um, can I just jump in here for a tick, boys, and ask you about uh, the difference between pitchers and position players? Because the Americans seem to love our our arms, our pitchers. Yourself have been one of those. We've had plenty of guys who have gone really well in closing roles and starting roles in the past, but not a lot of position players from Australia have made it. We've got a few that are in and around that that mark at the moment, including uh, an Adelaide Giant, uh, I think Curtis Mead's, doing some great things over there at the moment. So... Uh, have we got any position players that we're likely to hear of uh, at Major League level anytime soon?
6: Yeah, Curtis is definitely up there. Um, being from Adelaide as well, it's exciting to see all the opportunities he's getting and how he's doing. Um, I think he'll be hopefully coming to Japan or a part of the World Baseball Classic team. But we've got a good young group. Rickson Wingrove's another young Aussie who's doing really well in the minor leagues. And there's some other older guys in Aaron Whitefield who's up and down from the big leagues and Robbie Glendenning as well. Um I just it's, I feel like it's a lot tougher for the position players they play every game whereas the pitchers will pitch every other day or every 5 days depending on their starter or reliever but we've got we've got some guys that hopefully will make it and is definitely one of them.
5: You just mentioned that um you uh, the team Australia and you've been on the roster there for for 7 years and, and named for the that uh the upcoming series I think November 9 to 10 against Japan um in Tokyo it's as the number one ranked side um that's exciting for yourself to to be a part of that and put just i guess you know put yourself on show against the world's best
6: yeah absolutely um the baseball culture in Japan is unreal uh, I think the stadium will probably be sold out 40,000 people so for us Aussies getting that opportunity to go play against the world number one team is great i think Half of our team have full-time jobs as well. So it's a little different going up against uh, full-time professional baseball players. But I think we came close to beating him in 2019 at the Premier 12. And it's a good opportunity to see where we're at right now, heading into the World Baseball Classic in March.
4: Let's talk uh, the Giants for a sec. Uh, Josh, um, how's the team looking this year? I know we've had some good news signings. A a new one, Liam Spence, has just uh, been brought into the team. Uh, Can you tell us a bit about him?
6: Yeah, he had a really good college career, uh, I think, at Tennessee, and he's science as well, so he's in the minor leagues right now. It would be great to have him. He's a pretty versatile infielder, uh, and his older brother was the pitching coach, Josh Spence, and one of the former big leaguers from Australia as well, so it's exciting to get that connection through the Giants um, and the rest of the team. It is, it's great. There's a lot of young Aussie talent on display. Um, we're lucky enough to have a lot of young Australians that want to play in Adelaide and for the Giants, and... Davos done a really good job putting the roster together with a good group of Aussies and then some really talented imports that will be here soon.
4: How much uh, How much of the team is imports? Because is, uh, I know you have that great relationship with the Phillies. Um, so how many of those guys will be getting sent over um, from the States?
6: I think the league caps it at 10, 10 imports or 11 imports. Um, I don't want to say, I don't know how much information we've released on the signings, So I don't want to uh, say too much about who we're getting. And you when can always getting, break you know, it here on the Bungeon and show. You know, we're quite just happy. Between to us, do just between us, just between us. No yeah. one else will know. I'll let, I'll let Eric uh, handle <laughs> the signings, but yeah, it's good. Um, it's exciting. It's always great getting those guys and they get to experience Australia and our baseball culture and playing at West Beach is a great spot and the rest of the league. It's fun for them and good for us and good for the fans to see some guys that will hopefully be in the big leagues in the next few years.
0: Now, as a baseball lover, I have to ask you this: the, the Adelaide Giants have been uh, they their foot on the till over many seasons, very very close to winning championships, but just never quite gotten over the line. Is this the is this the year? Because uh, as a as, as a baseball lover, looking at the squad, we've got five guys heading off as part of Team Australia. You're back in town. Uh, there's a few guys that have have added to the the squad. It, it looks as though there's every chance the Giants. Could be good things it's this a, year. Can, you get, a home, it, can you get it done? Source, Jace. It's That's a homecoming
5: of Source, Jase. It's a of Source, Josh. Give us the
0: fairy tale. <laughs> can you get it done, mate? Uh,
6: yeah, hopefully. I mean, I was part of two of the championship losses in a row with the uh, Adelaide Bite, So I definitely, I would love to get one here um, But in South Australia. Um, I, I'm lucky enough to win two with Melbourne as well. So it's... Hopefully we have enough this year. It has been They've always been close. Adelaide's always been in the playoffs. But, yeah, hopefully we can get over the line this year with the team that we have.
5: Well, we're all excited here at the Bungie and Breast show, mate, and uh, we wish you all the best. The season starts on November the 10th in Perth for, for you guys and the first home games on November 23rd versus Melbourne. So we, uh, we wish you all the best and good luck over in, in Tokyo. Hopefully it all goes well, mate, and we look forward to uh, following the progress of, of yourself and the team.
6: Awesome, thanks for having me, and I hope to see you guys out there for a game or two. Will Definitely, do. yeah, love to
4: get out there. I was just saying to Bungie uh, before you came on that I uh, haven't been to a game for a long time. I'm due, so I'd love to come down and watch it at some point. I'd love Be to good. Say, see mm. you
5: throw a pitch out.
4: Maybe Josh can give you a few, uh, they a might few have, tips. They might have to move it forward a couple of metres. But...
0: <laughs> <laughs> good on you,
4: Josh. Thanks, Happy Josh. Happy to help.
6: All right, thanks. See you, guys.
0: Josh Tolles, there uh, for uh, um, uh, just for the listeners out there. Opening day in baseball essays, Division One competition. Josh just had a little warm up on the mound yesterday. His Washington, uh, his, uh, Washington, his uh, Senators team. They are Woodville. They ended up having a win coming from behind yesterday. Uh, Port Adelaide had four all draw, and I was at that game, boys. Um, very young Port Adelaide squad there, and um, I'd tell you what the 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 level of baseball, the standard of baseball in Adelaide um, is very, very high. Uh, people might not realise that. Uh, I think there's eight divisions in total. But at the top end, the top echelon, um, baseball here in SA is as good as anywhere in the country.
4: Yeah, I've uh, got a good friend. His uh, sons are, are right into the baseball, uh, headed over uh, Kai Ky the, Hampton. The eldest uh, son has gone over and been playing college uh, baseball and... Uh, seems like a pretty good prospect. So, yeah, interested to see uh, how he develops and comes back. Um, definitely keep my eye on it. And the Giants, definitely this year, I think, will be in for a good one.
0: Looks that way. Uh, just as we head off to news, we've got a minute to go. But uh, Bathurst, boys, uh, we're just looking at a bit of the footage at the moment. Uh, we'll talk more about this a little bit later on. But... Sad, isn't it? Uh, the fact that we won't see um, the Commodore gracing the mountain any time after this this year—it's almost hard to believe.
5: It is a sad day for, I guess, racing and, and Holden fans, and being a Holden man myself. And uh, yeah, it is a bit sad. And I, I, I guess it's—we've been waiting for the inevitable to happen, and uh, how it—you uh, know—we've seen it happening over the last few years. But today, obviously, it would be great. Um, we saw the washout yesterday of the the top 10 shootout because uh, it was a bit too dangerous to race Bretster but hopefully the race is, looks like it's going to kick off at about 1115 161 laps of the great circuit um, and it'd just be a fairy tale for Hobbleden to get. Get over the line today.
4: It would. Well, it used to be everyone either had a Holden jacket or a Ford jacket, didn't it? And now it's a shame to see Holden bail out. But Camaro's coming in. And I tell you what, I used to love the Mustang, the Ford Mustang, but my new, I, I think, favorite car would be a, to get a Camaro, what a, what about it a Up Camaro. I'd love what about to have a Camaro? One.
0: Is it Camira?
2: You're talking about a Camaro. Yeah, that was back I in
5: about 1988. There was a like the it wrong?
0: No, no, no. No, you're right. You are right, but the Camaro was a oh, thing. Camaro. Yeah, I'd say yeah. yeah, yeah, every time I every time I hear that name, I think of Canonero from the Simpsons. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, my
4: wife had a Camaro when she was about 7. Yeah, no, I don't want a Camera. I want a Camaro. Before
0: we go to news, what was your first car, boys? Bretster, what was your first car?
4: Uh, I bought myself a silver Toyota had a Celica Wow mm, Out of my first paycheck uh, With the 36s. Same colour as his hair um, <laughs> Oh wow The barbs a- are coming Thinking fast
5: <laughs> I had a uh, I had a VK Commodore Actually, really is my first
0: car that I bought my, my first, first my <laughs> first one for the record was a VB Commodore oh yes um our beautiful red the red motor yeah and uh, you can open the the driver's door the lock on it with a five cent piece yeah so, same. well yeah.
5: I, I, I learned to drive in an HR so my dad had a HR and that that key opened every door <laughs> going around that's <so> amazing. <laughs> They're all 186. Woo!
4: (laughs) Well, guys, we are going to go to a break. And, of course, the Bungie and Bresta show brought to you by the Adelaide Lightning, your South Australian women's basketball heroes. We'll see you shortly.
1: Adelaide Lightning, South Australia's most successful women's sporting team. Legends on and off the basketball court. For a Mitsubishi, you
2: have two clear standouts, Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian motors. This is the Bungie and Bresta show.
0: Yes, the Bungie and Bretster show proudly brought to you by Mayhem Collectibles, one of Australia's fastest-growing trading cars and collectible specialists. Mayhemcollectibles.com.au. What's that uh, Bretster card up to these days? Oh, look. I, would, I don't know. I'd imagine after near Nearing the, uh, the dollar? Near a dollar now, surely. Surely. I would have thought so. With the 36ers win in America, that would have added some some capital to it, I'm sure. I'll, I'll- tell you
4: what, the boys <laughs> have been the boys have been getting uh, a lot of stock in too. I've been I follow them on socials and um, they've got some great stock that's just come into store. So if you're after some cards, get down there because they've got a lot to choose from at the moment. Hey, do you reckon they've got a Camaro card? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I just you to... don't stop there. Do I, just thought <laughs> I thought was he's he's a like a dog with a bone, Is on a roll this morning.
5: Speaking of rolls, we just we the cricket so interesting the cricket uh, watching the the Australia West Indies series in the, the T20 mm. um, at the Gabba. They had a 31 uh, 31 run win over the uh, the West Indies the other day. Dave Warner still is in some good form. He had 75, uh, 41 balls. And um, Tim David, he's put himself up there. He's uh, he came in and uh, when we we're in a little bit of trouble, lost some some wickets early, and uh, he scored 42 runs off 20 balls. So really powerful right hand. He was smacking. I was, Listening to the sound of the ball when he was hitting it, he was hitting it into the second tier of the Gabba, Bresta, and the poor people had to run up and get it because there was no one watching. There was hardly anybody there, even Just, though the game at the Gold Coast, there was hardly anybody there watching the. Um, you got international cricket on your back door, and um, yeah, I think they'd be disappointed with the crowds. Um, but anyway. We'll get on to the cricket. Uh, Mitch Stark's in some pretty good form. Took an amazing um, classic catch. He was, took four wickets for 18 runs. And it looks like they're still, they're still trying to work out their order and what they're doing and who's going to fit, who's who in the uh, sort of zoo and where everyone's going to fit. And they've got a couple of games coming up um, against England um, as, as part tonight, of that warm-up. Tonight's Start, first game. Starts tonight. So be, it'll be interesting to see how they if they rotate some of the blokes through and, and give them a... a who are they going to give a bit more of a look in?
4: Yeah, and just positions where people are going to bat, like Cam Green uh, in the starting uh, duet with Warner. Um, and an article in the paper today saying how Warner's giving you advice not to go out and smack the crap out of every single ball. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that was the idea of T20 myself. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think we're looking all right. I mean, that loss to India... You you take that they're very good over there, but um, to beat the West Indies is always good, and um, yeah, this England series will be very interesting.
5: I know we're going to talk uh, Sheffield Shield in a minute and talk through the scores of how SA are going there, but this T20 stuff coming. One bloke who's not going to be there. Bearste, Johnny Day. Bear
4: oh God!
5: Right, I don't know if you mm, saw it, yeah. but who said golf isn't a isn't a um, Dangerous sport or competitive sport? Hey, he, Did you see what he did?
4: <laughs> yeah, I did. This
5: is what's happened, right? He he's broken his fibula in three places, dislocated dislocated his ankle, and has uh, syndesmosis, and he's he's uh, ruptured his lateral ligament as well. Playing golf, so he's going to miss. He's potentially going to miss a a whole year of cricket.
0: One of my favourite bits of footage in sport was the, and I can't remember the name of the golfer, tell me if you've seen it, is the the guy who hits a hole in one. um, And he's celebrating, he's dancing down the the fairway as he's hit the hole in one. And he lands awkwardly on his ankle after jumping around and breaks his leg and can't finish the rest of the round. Now, I I imagine it was something similar to that. That that begs (laughs) begs the question, Jase. what,
5: what? What happened? What? Because there's I haven't seen a lot that's come out about it, but like golf, I would assume oh, well, you've played a bit of golf, Brett. Though you don't hit very badly, you yeah. Don't hit but I many holes in one, but like,
4: well, we our initial thought was that he was pissed. Uh, he'd had a bit to drink, and, uh, and, <laughs> and, and that's that what they say around the waterfall. <laughs> But in reading it further, I just think he was unlucky. I think he's hit some dewy ground and uh, had a slip. He felt it go the wrong way. Crack. He slid down further and he he cracked it in like three spots. He's um, out for the year and, uh, yeah, in,
0: in a world of hurt. And he was in some pretty good nick uh, in the, yeah. the English summer too, it must be said. So yeah. that's,
4: that's going to be a big loss. That's going to
5: hurt him big time. Yeah. So anyway, we'll, we'll Can see. Can we get on to the run. Redbacks? Sorry, yep. so I want
4: to I want to talk no. about these guys yep. um, because we've got a little bit of an uphill task here. Obviously, they're playing down at Karen Rolton Oval. Yep. Um, we had 230 in our first innings, uh, sent uh, then Victoria in. They had 310 <laughs> Uh, So, Bungie, for you, that's 80 ahead of us. Well, it's good scores. uh, And then they went straight, followed on, and declared 7 for 344. So, we've got a fair bit. At the moment, I think we're about uh, none for 38. Yeah, I don't think think play would have started yet. And uh, ready to go in for this second year. It's going to have to be a big one.
5: Yeah, well, obviously, um, Trav Head and Alex Carey both made some runs in the first inning. So, Trav Head um, hit 76 and Alex Carey made 70. Uh, Will Sutherland for Victoria hit hundred in the first innings, um, as, as well as Marcus Harris making 85. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting one. Like I said, uphill battle. Um, but the last few days have been cracking. And from w- what I've seen down there, it looks like it's a, a bit of a, um, a, a batter's pitch the last couple of days. So, Hopefully, they can make some runs. Hanscom scored 132 yesterday. So, he was seeing them like watermelons. Mm. Um, So, hopefully, you know, our boys can get off to a a good start. But, obviously, number 38, Um, Henry Hunt and uh, Jake Wetherill are in at bat at the moment. Jake Wetherill's on 28. So, hopefully, they can get a bit of a partnership going. Um, and you know, with two days to go, well, today and tomorrow, I th- think is um, it'd be nice for, for SA to get a win, particularly in the first game of the year, set set the set the tone, set the standard, Brettster.
4: Well, if you're looking for something to do, get down and support the Redbacks. Um, we can we need it to get over the line. It's not looking too bad outside as we look out from the studio, at one King William Street, Adelaide. It's looking alright and. We are playing against the Tasmanian Tigers next as well, so good opportunity. Hopefully, to, uh, if we can get this one, I mean, it's going to be hard, but uh, hopefully, we can get a roll.
5: Would it be good because they got absolutely thumped by Queensland. Mm. So in the in that game, they made one hundred and forty-seven mm. and one hundred and thirty-nine, and Queensland just so Queensland came out in the first innings and went whack. Yep. They scored four hundred and fifty-eight runs, so they win by an innings and one hundred and seventy-two runs for. People like you that don't understand that, Brester. Uh, <laughs> he, he's,
4: he's not bad. Whack, isn't he? He's on you today. And he's isn't not he? bad. Oh, so so we'll get,
0: it's close <laughs> checking going on at the moment here I, in, uh, in one. And in the other winter.
5: game, in the other game, um, was uh, New South Wales played Western Australia, and WA won that by eight wickets. So yeah, season, it's It feels strange that cricket season is just right upon us already.
0: And it, it, I've got to. I got to ask you both this before we go to the break, and we do need to go to the break because we've got to get case on the line to talk basketball. But uh, cricket Australia, uh, we've got the World Cup coming up. We've had uh, the Sheffield Shield season start. Obviously, we've had uh, some T Twenty internationals. Where's been? Where's the promotion been? Mm. Uh, have you have you heard, read, seen much? Um, I, I think it's been probably the the quietest start to an Australian cricket summer that I can remember. Um, and that's just, uh, as, as an observer, I love my cricket, love watching it. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Bretster? Oh, I don't know if they're taking it for granted, but it is such a well-followed
4: sport here in Australia. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. I haven't seen a lot about uh, upcoming games and when and where they are. So, oh, well, I'm sure I'll get along. and probably, I don't normally get along to many games, in all honesty. I watch it from home. You don't tend to venture too far out of your little... Bubble though, don't you? You just sort of live, oh, a, live in uh, that little basketball uh, world, eh? Oh, Glenn, there's a big desk in between. What's the scenario for a harassment claim here?
5: Uh, <laughs> I just thought I'd poke the bear today, just to see if he's if, if he'd come out to play. But no, I, I agree. I think, I think I actually think that um, yeah, it's it is quite. It's probably not a bad thing though to to build up into what's. Well, it least, is
0: early, isn't it? It is I quite mean, early yeah.
5: still. We're only in October and gonna it's a long summer and there's a lot of cricket coming so they're probably thinking we don't want to smash him early we just come out of the AFL the NRL season obviously racing or uh, well Bathurst is, is a big one so Motorsport is, um, is is on the on the cards right now and the, the basketball's
4: the, taken up all the media
5: the horses the horses <laughs> it's a big spring carnival coming up too Preston, yeah, so I think
4: they. it's about to start well, it started this weekend and we've got Melbourne uh, Cup only about three weeks away so looking forward to that I tell you what guys we've got to go to a break because I need to get another ice honeycomb out of the fridge <laughs> um, so <laughs> Bungie and the show brought to you by Lauren X Cleaning supporting SANFL and community football in 2022 Google Lauren today I'm off to the fridge.
1: Adelaide Lightning, South Australia's most successful women's sporting team. Legends on and off the basketball court.
2: For a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts, Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian motors. This is the Bungie and Bretster Show.
0: It most certainly is. Proudly brought to you by Nippy's Iced Honeycomb. We're just about out of them. Uh, I've got one I'm um, guarding with my life in front of me at the moment. Bungie's has disappeared. That's gone down the throat of one well, B hasn't arm. disappeared. It's, uh, we danger. all know where it is. <laughs> 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 and on the line, a man who's not getting any of it uh, because he's on the road at the oh. moment looking after the NBL as always. Uh, Case, how are you, mate? Straighten us up, please.
3: Oh, my God, what is going on there? If you're telling me that there's no ice honeycomb left, then I'm going on strike. I'll be picketing outside number one King William Street Studio Lumo there because I want my cut. It sounds like it's a good drop.
5: Oh, case! I tell you what, old Go Go Gadget Arms over—he just reached over the the computers and just basically grabbed my uh, honeycomb and he's uh, <laughs> he's devoured it. Now, case, I know you've uh, you've been a busy man. I just. Uh, I was actually going to ask you because I noticed the other week when you were in the studio. Yeah, it's been a while since you've been here. But, uh, <laughs> He's on to everyone. You had, that, you had that Jack Jumpers shirt on. Ever since you put yeah. that Jack Jumper shirt on, they've been no good.
3: <laughs> well, just don't tell the people here in Hobart. I've just lopped today and <laughs> they're. Zero and three, and if they find out, well, I definitely will be persona non grata when I get to the airport in future. But no, they're struggling a little bit at the moment. The Jack Jumpers had a little bit of luck go their way last season, and obviously this season things haven't gone their way. In fact, uh, it's three and zip start with those three losses. So uh, if they lose today to Brisbane, who are also winless in the NBL, it's going to be a zero and four start. And Brett Maher might know that the last time that a team that made the grand final and won the championship and then went 0-4 and four in their title defence was the Adelaide 36ers in 2003.
4: Yeah, I was going to say that, Case. It did ring a bell. Um, <laughs> um, a couple of teams that have surprised me so far, Case, is... Um, is Brisbane, with the signing of Aaron Baines, uh, I think that people had um, some pretty high expectations of them. They've started 0-2, but on the flip side, the Cairns Taipans have started 2-0, and 0, and I would have thought a lot of people would have predicted them to finish down the other end of the ladder.
3: Yeah, I think you're right, but Adam Ford has got the Cairns Taipans playing a very attractive brand of basketball. It's high-risk, high-reward basketball at the moment. They shoot a lot of threes. When they were here last week in Hobart, they hit... 39 points in the third quarter, which is a franchise record for them, and they hit nine threes in one quarter. Now, some teams don't hit nine threes in a game. They hit nine of 13 in a single quarter. And then against the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix last night, well, they came up with another highest scoring quarter, this time in the fourth quarter in terms of uh, so far this season. So they're playing up-tempo and they're challenging teams. They've just got a point of difference in the sense that they move the ball quickly, they get it up the floor, and they are happy to shoot from anywhere. So I think they have uh, surprised a lot of people, as you say, And it's going to be very interesting to see how that unfolds as it uh, continues. Because as you know, Brett Mara is one of the best three-point shooters in the history of the game. When you're hot, you're hot. And when you're not, you're not. You live and die by the sword.
4: Well, it's a big part of the game these days, being able to pile on points quickly and being able to pile on enough points to win. And I think that's where maybe Tasmania are struggling, having enough big scorers. They rely on guys like Jack McVeigh, which when he was here, he was a bit of a role player and he's been playing well. But um, Majet is not really a a big scorer. He's a facilitator and being asked to score a bit more. And I think that might be their problem this year. And we can't go um, past this segment without retouching on the 36ers and their scoring ability going over to the NBA and playing against uh, the Phoenix Suns, which is, we talked about a midweek uh, case on SEN uh, when you're in here with Roach. And that win, what for you, that win, what does that mean for um, basketball? Not only here in SA, uh, but the, the whole entire NBL.
3: Yeah, absolutely fantastic, wasn't it, to beat the Phoenix uh, Suns and then be competitive against the Oklahoma City Thunder. I mean, the NBL head office was just over the moon. The whole league is inspired by it and uh, certainly thrilled about it. I spoke to Jack McVeigh here last week after that, and that was the first thing he said to me when I walked into the stadium here in Hobart was, how about those 36s winning across in America? And I think it just opens a lot of eyes and worldwide um, recognition for the Adelaide 36s. And I wonder, I'll, I'll ask you, Brett, if they can beat the Phoenix Suns by that margin and knock down the threes that they did. When they return home to play their first game at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre on Thursday against the Illawarra Hawks, and Randall had 35 against an NBA team, do we expect he's going to have 50 on
4: Thursday against the Hawks? Well, he can rack it up. He had 35, backed that up with 27 against uh, OKC. So he he can pile on the points. People are going to know that and, and probably guard him a little bit closer than Phoenix did out of the three-point line until the last quarter. Um, but, yeah, what worried me a little bit was the start against OKC. We were down by 30 in, in the first quarter and then we're able to level peg with them for the rest of the game. But um, yeah, when we had to go short ball in, against NBA teams, we struggled. But uh, as I said midweek, we can do that here because it's not as big a league. So I'm really excited about the 36ers and what is in store for them.
5: Well, I was going to ask you both, being our basketball experts that you are, is this, so this American trip, Mm. Sixers are gone over. They've played these two games. They're on a high. Basketball is on a high in, in Australia, in Adelaide in particular. They're going to come back. They're three games behind a lot of teams. So they've got to play a little bit of catch-up ball when they come back into, into Australia. Do you think that that trip, is there going to be a bit of a drop-off? Is there going to be, they're going to come back and, you know, there's not the, the bells and the whistles and staying in the fancy hotels and you come back, is there going to be a drop-off? Or... Are they going to be able to to carry that momentum that they've had over there and actually hit the ground running on Thursday
4: night when they get back and go and get into it, or what? What do you what do you think? I think their focus will be pretty good. Uh, CJ is pretty good at doing that. There may be a couple of players that may struggle, and that would be the imports, and that's because they're now after playing well. Um, have got in their heads, or oh, hang on, They're waiting I, for a, a phone call of waiting for a phone call, making it into the NBA exactly, and that'd be. I think that's going to be weighing heavily on them for the next couple of weeks. Going, oh, maybe I'm going to get that call, maybe not.
3: Yep. Yeah, I think they'll be okay, Marzi, only because of the fact that they lost to OKC. So if they'd won both games, there was a chance that they might come back with their head in the clouds a little bit and be thinking about bigger picture. But I think because they won one and then they lost the second one, I think that's a perfect scenario. A lot's going to depend on the fitness of Daniel Johnson, who didn't play against Oklahoma, if he's going to be able to go on Thursday night against the Hawks and again on Saturday, um, against uh, uh, Illawarra, sorry, on on Saturday and Tasmania on Thursday. So opportunities there for them to play well. And I I think that the build-up that they've had, and we know what a good coach C.J. Bruton here, and he'll be all across it. The, the fitness guys, Tristan Chade does a great job We all across it. They'll be ready and primed to go, knowing that there's no point in going to the States and beating the Phoenix Suns, and then coming home for your season opener, and not putting in a good performance.
5: I think if you just walk around that Jack Jumper's t-shirt on, that'll <laughs> give you
0: that <laughs> <addition>. <laughs> Hey boys, we do need to go to a break, but before we do, okay, so I want you to have a comment on, on these two questions as well, but I've got a question for both of you two boys. First of all, Bretster, so when it comes to the 36th you know the situation in in basketball better than anyone in this building right now and uh, perhaps uh, a <laughs> case on the line yeah sorry bungee i just <laughs> threw you under the bus mate but uh, tell us about um, what it could mean for the 36s in terms of getting imports in the future because i'd imagine now if you're an american you're looking at the adelaide 36s as an attractive place to come and play basketball
4: mm, yeah definitely and Uh, I think the NBL as a whole is now a very good um, place for young, these next stars to come and get seen and go into the NBA. We've seen that with guys like LaMelo Ball, um, Josh Giddey. Um, The NBA's really got their eye now on the good talent in the NBL. So um, although we don't pay as much as Europe and that um, lifestyle and that opportunity, I think is a really good bargaining chip for the clubs and I think the clubs are starting to pay a little bit more now and we're seeing that with the quality of the imports. I mean the three that we've got this year are the three best um, as a threesome that I've seen uh, maybe ever.
3: Mm. Your thoughts Case? Yeah, I agree totally. And I think the success on the international stage will help if they can parlay that into success here in the NBL this season. Well, already we're attracting the likes of Franks and Cleveland here, where obviously Grant kelly Jones is prepared to loosen the purse strings and get the big names in. And as we've seen in the AFL, players want to go and play at successful franchises. And the 36ers has a rich history in terms of success, obviously not so much recently, but one of the powerhouses of the NBL. If they can, well, I think they'll play finals this year. If they can get to the championship, decide and maybe win the championship then I think you're going to attract a higher quality player and of course now that they've had success overseas perhaps there are other overseas teams that want to invite the 36 in a pre-season game to come over there because that win has certainly done wonders for the brand and certainly if they can continue on that form and have success then I think there'll be no doubt about players wanting to come and play for the 36s whether they be Australian content or overseas players.
0: Got another basketball question for Bungie, but I'll keep that up our sleeve. We'll go to a break, boys. Um, We'll come back. We'll talk about that. Then we've got uh, a few other things to talk about. We'll let it rip after the break. It is the Bungie and Bretster Show.
1: Adelaide Lightning, South Australia's most successful women's sporting team. Legends on and off the basketball court. For
2: a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts, Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian motors. This is the Bungie and Bretster Show.
0: Yes, it is. All thanks to our friends at uh, the Adelaide Lightning, your South Australian women's basketball heroes and our Adelaide 36 uh, have been going beautifully in the United States. They'll be back home to get stuck into NBL action cases. Just had to run off and check in at the hotel. But uh, before we move away from Basketball Bungie, I had a question for you. I wanted to talk about Victor Webanyama because I know you're infatuated with this young man. He is going to be a star of the future and uh, you've been having a bit of a look at him.
5: I certainly have, Jace. He's an 18-year-old French sensation, seven foot four, 224 centimetres and uh, described as a tall version of Kevin Durant, playing uh, two exhibitions over in the States for uh, French club Metropolis Metropolis, sorry, versus the G League Ignite. He had 37 points and then uh, doubled up on that and had 36 and a double-double. People are talking about him. Has the next best thing. He's going to probably be next year's number one draft pick,
4: Brett Yeah, he looks good, doesn't he? And uh, LeBron had a couple of words to say. We might just listen to that.
1: Were you able to catch Victor Monyama last night?
3: I did. We' been labeling like this unicorn thing. Everybody's been a unicorn over the last few years, but he's more like like an alien. I've never seen, <laughs> no one's ever seen anyone. As tall as he is, but as fluid and as graceful he is on the floor. I mean, that's 7'4", or 7'5", or 7'3", whatever the case may be. He's um, for sure um, a generational talent. It sounds like he's pro- it just
5: sounds like he's promoting his movie, talking about uh, you know aliens and uh, but a unicorn. Interesting. Yeah, I
4: was called a unicorn once. Anyway, <laughs>
5: um <laughs> oh, he's he's amazing. If you see, oh, if you ever see the footage of good. him, get on get on the the internet and have a look at Victor Webin He is amazing. He's got he's got he's got better handles than you, that.
4: He he looks very good, very fluent, and there's also been a little bit of trouble, uh, I want to quickly talk about, uh, with the Golden State Warriors, the current world champions, uh, with Green and Poole. Get online and check this out, because Poole has opened his mouth to the wrong bloke. Green yeah. has uh, gone hard at him, and there's been criticism of Green because they say he never goes at guys bigger than him and pulls a bit smaller than him, but he went uh, went hard. You know, they say, what do you say to bloke that's uh, got one black eye? Nothing. I already told him once. <laughs> <laughs> so
5: that's that's what he did. He threw an amazing – like that punch, whoo! Yeah. He could be yeah. in the ring fighting was, with uh, Tim Zoo the way that uh, the way that he threw that. But, yeah, I don't think he'd be mouthing off to, to Draymond. Um, but I was, was going to ask you, is that going to upset their – no, is that going to upset the balance? Or, was uh, that just, it depends. or is that just competitive beast going at it?
4: I think it's competitive. It depends what was said, too. We don't know what was said, what sparked that reaction. There was a bit of push and shove, then bang. Um, oh, so you we'll, t- we'll see t- it's what comes just like
5: out. You, ca- you just carry Steph's bags, basically. Yeah,
4: I don't think. I think he's just putting him in his place as well. Um, but, yeah, they'll be fine. Anyway, we've got to go to a break and uh, hear the news, and then we'll be back after that.
1: Adelaide Lightning, South Australia's most successful women's sporting team. Legends on and off the basketball court.
2: For a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts. Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. Welcome to the Bungie and Brexter Show. Yes, all thanks
0: to Australian Motors Mitsubishi, the Bungie and Bretster Show. You can visit Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. Let's talk AFLW, gents. Um, some interesting games. Uh, Port Adelaide kicking themselves out of it. On the weekend, the Crows coming from behind to clinch an important victory over the Fremantle Dockers. Bungie, what did you make of it?
5: Yeah, look, I actually went down to the uh, the uh, Adelaide-Fremantle game. So went down there and had a bit of a look. Beautiful afternoon. Big crowd down there, which was great. Celebrating Pride Round. So there was a lot of people out there showing their colours, which was fantastic to see. And... um, yeah, the, the uh, Freo girls came out and jumped the Crows at the start. So they got, got onto a bit of a roll. They, um, they just, their contest method and the way that they actually attacked the, the I guess, Adelaide's strength in, um, you know, like they, they've obviously got two of the biggest contested beasts, or three of them, um, in Hatchard, Marinoff, and um, Chelsea Randall in the middle. But Kiara Bowers, um, she, she basically threw Fremantle on her back. And um, she she took it right up to the the premiers, and um, she had 29 disposals, 19 tackles, and 11 clearances. She is Boy. some sort of player. Um, so she she, oh, she was really like she was, um, I guess, the catalyst for for Frio and the way they went about it. Unfortunately, they they weren't really efficient going forward. Although earlier on, they were, um, uh, and they just sort of they sort of uh, when you were down there, you didn't realise, but the breeze. Probably couldn't see it on TV, but it's about a four or five goal breeze down at Only Oval. Um, and probably worked in the Crows' favour in the last quarter. They kicked with that. Um, they made a couple of changes. Um Chelsea Randall went forward. Um be nice to have two or three of her running around because she's she's for she's me, a gun, she's, I think she? she's the best player in the competition by far. But um, she went forward, kicked a couple of goals um and pretty much crows that they, they pegged that there were three goals uh they had a kick They were three goals down and they kicked that in about the first uh three minutes of the the last quarter they got them back in front um and then they just sort of controlled the game
4: Fremantle couldn't really get forward um and uh they just iced it i watched most of that game as well um i thought the standard was reasonably good the pressure was good Adelaide did a really good job in that last quarter to make some changes because they were down, what was it, three goals four to five goals one yep. at three-quarter time. So did a really good job uh, in bouncing back and getting over the line. The Port game, I thought uh, just their disposals and shots at goal, like they had uh, one goal ten. Uh, um, so they just, if they could have corrected that, I mean, they only went down by 13 points. They just, a few little changes, Kick a little bit straighter. They're right in that game. You know
5: what they say, Bressa? Bad kicking there's bad footy. And uh, unfortunately for for um, for the power, that uh, that's what it came down to. But one goal. So they had, you have enough opportunities. But I just think that um, yeah, like the game was a little bit scrappy for mine. Watching that game, there was no sort of uh, like fluid. It wasn't really fluid at all when it came to that connection. And it was it was more like just uh, just dump kick. Forward where we can and just surge, sort of surge footy, which you see a lot in the men's men's game. But I, I think the execution just just really let them down. But obviously, there's still some learnings. They're still finding their way in that. Um, Abby Ballard is a is a player. She's she's a, amazing. And um, uh, Hannah Ewing's really like those two. And uh, they've got something they can them, them build themselves on. Um, you know, with some of these younger players that are, that are coming through. And um, and I, I like Levicki in the ruck, too. I think she gives them something. Obviously, crossing over from basketball um, has, has been a bit of a change, but I just like the way she sort of goes about it and competes. So um, I think there's a there plenty of upside to port. Yeah, they just, they'll just they probably spend a bit of time on their kicking this week, and particularly shots on goal.
0: Speaking of basketball, uh, he's just checked into the penthouse suite. Uh, John <laughs> Casey is back with us now, I believe. Uh, They've uh, they got your canapes on arrival there, all sorted, John?
3: Oh yeah, the red carpet, and they were rolling out some uh, some Hobart hospitality with flowers being thrown down at my feet and stuff, which I thought was a little <laughs> bit over the top. But they have seen photos of me proudly wearing the Tassie Jack Jumpers T-shirt, so. Uh, <laughs> seems like um, my reputation precedes me. And just before we get back to the basketball, can I just say the AFLW, I think you know, Port Adelaide are going to be disappointed at the moment that they've only won the one game so far. But Adelaide, equal top with Brisbane. Now, those teams are going to clash next Friday prime time. So that's certainly going to be something to look forward to. First versus second on the AFLW ladder and it's Friday night up in Brisbane. The game's going to start at 8.30 local time. So that's a big game. In fact, I guess a lot of people will be suggesting it might be a grand final preview. We know these teams have history in big games.
4: Well, that's two really good quality teams and in my mind there's a handful of them in the AFLW. Steve Price through the week has been absolutely crucified over his comments of the standard of the AFLW and the attention and money that it receives. He's been completely shot down. Um, I work with a lot of guys. They tend to have the same opinion as Steve Price um, when you compare it to the uh, SNFL, for example, who doesn't get the funding, doesn't get the exposure, but is probably at this point in time a better product um, I think there are some really good teams in the AFLW with them no, you expanding can, you can't so can't compare quickly. men
5: to females though,
4: Well in, in funding. Game. Well the girls want to get paid the same. As they what? want to get they want to get paid more and more, but you need a quality product and across the board at the moment they're not producing that. They are in the top. I love watching the Crows play. I love watching Brisbane play, Melbourne, Collingwood, Richmond. Those teams are good to watch. But then you come down and you're watching some teams that are scoring one point, zero points. Uh, That's not a good product. And on television, all that, I think it's great that they're getting sponsorship and it's good for sponsors to be able to sponsor female sport and female footy. Um, I like that. But I think they've maybe expanded a bit too quick because – the product across the board is not great, and you've got you look at Port so Adelaide. You're going to for deny example. them the opportunity
5: of playing in the national competition. You think yeah. they shouldn't be so teams like Port Adelaide, Freem- uh sorry Sydney, that have just come into
4: the competition. Hawthorne, you
5: do know, Essendon. You, you want to deny them the opportunity to play. Their members are crying out, been crying out for it. Yeah,
4: I'm just saying the quality is not there though. You've got 16 out of 30 players for Port Adelaide are first year players yeah, but, but they would have
5: they would have said that in 2017 when the competition started as well. Yeah, and look, look how much it's grown. But I you've, think you've the standard
4: has got a lot lot better every year. And you look at every sport in its fetal stages is is average AFL when it first started average, but over that long period, well, the that. pioneers of the sport. Are going to take a hit. And these girls at the moment, unfortunately, have to take that hit because well, it's got to be a they Why do we have to be all the time?
5: Why can't we just support it then? Like, if it's going to take a hit, we, we, if you know that, why yep. can't we just support it? Yep. You just support it through its infancy instead of actually throwing barbs at them. Get behind them, support them. Go down and spend some time with them <laughs> and actually get in the organization, watch them train, watch them how they prepare themselves. These girls actually still work full time, a lot of them. So go down and actually see and appreciate what they do because until you do that, I think it's easy to throw barbs from cheap seats. Yeah. It's way easy to do that. If you want to actually understand the game and get a, a, an understanding of these girls and what they actually go through, like the SANFL guys go through and they work full-time and Case knows this, and then they go on the weekends and they play, go down and actually spend some time there and get an appreciation and an understanding instead of just sitting in your, on your high horse, throwing a couple of barbs out there because it's you know easy to say. And Benny, any Benny barbecue can go down and say, oh, they're just not good enough.
0: No, I'm, I, I'm going to go, Just I know you want to jump in and you deserve, <laughs> I'm you deserve an, so an opportunity def- to I'll reply here. Them. I want to get Casey's thoughts on this too and we need to get to a break. But Lauren Arnell, had uh, Port Adelaide's coach, had this to say to Steve Price and then I'm going to go to Brettster. I
1: will say I'm interested in providing oxygen to worthwhile conversations.
0: Bretster. Now what have you got to say to, to that? Because look, I'll be honest with you here, I, I get where you're coming from Bungie, you're passionate about this product and I totally understand that, but Bretster, um, in terms of the quality from 1 to 18 at the moment, basically what you're saying is maybe the AFL went a bit too hard too early.
4: Well, I agree we have to support them and get down and get around them. I, I'm all for that positive attitude. But as far as what I'm trying to say is in fetal stages, you can't be asking the big money and they shouldn't be getting the big television exposure that they're getting at the moment for the product that is what actually they, being they produced. Paid? They're not getting paid like
0: Crazy. I think minimum wage is seventy grand, isn't it? Crazy dollars. Case is that right? Minimum minimum wage is about
3: seventy grand? Yeah, and I think it doubled in the last uh, during the off season. They had a huge pay rise, which I think all credit to them. It's supply and demand. If there's a TV station that wants to show them, and they've got advertisers that want to support it, then as as Bungie says, get behind it. Oh, I'm I'm all for it. It is growing, and I understand Brett Mars' opinion on this as well. But really, we shouldn't be comparing apples and oranges, and we really don't want to be talking this down. It's going to be great for sport here in Australia. So let's get behind it, and it is in its growing stages at the moment. There will be some growing pains. But uh, I have to tell you, though, I don't know what's in that Nippy's honey cane, but it's got bungee fired up. He's off <laughs> a lot of I love it. That's the problem. He's not getting any of it. I
5: might <laughs> actually have to have it to calm me down, Case
3: Boy,
0: yeah, we're going to a break, boys. It is the Bungee and Breadster show.
1: Adelaide Lightning, South Australia's most successful women's sporting team. Legends on and off the basketball court.
2: For a Mitsubishi, we have two clear standouts. Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian motors. This is the Bungie and Bretster Show. It is the
0: Bungie and Bretster Show. What are your thoughts out there on any of the topics we're covering today? By all means, give us a call or send us a text on the text line 0427 154 166 or you can give us a call 1300 166. John Casey with us now for the penthouse suite of uh, the, uh, the Mantra legends down there in uh, Tassie, I'd imagine, in Hobart. They rolled out the rose petals for you down there, Case.
3: <laughs> yes, Somerset on the Pier at Elizabeth Pier here in Hobart is a delightful place. I can thoroughly recommend it. You look out your window, and there's the water right there for you, and the boats coming and going. And the Tassie Jack Jumpers, well, they're excited about trying to get a first win today under a little bit of pressure, as we spoke about earlier. And uh, well, it's going to be a tough day at the office for them, I know, but um, let's hope they can get a win.
0: Here, here, your boys. Let's talk AFL, gentlemen. Uh, first of all, I want to start with the situation at Essendon because, uh, well, if there is ever a club at the moment that you could classify as a basket case, it is probably the Bombers. Uh, we ran a, a Twitter poll, actually, interestingly enough, on the... Uh, Uh, The Bryce Gibbs, um, Andrew Hayes Breakfast Show, which was asking which club is in more trouble right now, North Melbourne or Essendon? And it was basically split 50-50 over about 400 votes. That tells you what the average punter is thinking of the Essendon Football Club right now and the situation with its former chairman, who was appointed for a day and then resigned, Andrew Thorburn. Bungie, what did you make of that scenario?
5: Well, Jase, Gase, Brentster, I've got a lot of friends bag for the bombers and they're looking for new teams <laughs> oh wow and it's a bit it is a it's a basket case it's a gift that keeps on giving at the moment for all the stuff that's going on
4: it's just oh, do you not like but, Brad Scott as the appointment I think that's coach? fantastic I think appointment that's a good
5: I feel sorry for him going into there with all mm. the, the dramas that surrounds it. And, you know, we heard about the, the Kevin Sheedy stuff and he'd been back flipping on the, you know, and the, the fact that they they didn't tell the truth around the appointment and he didn't back him. He wanted James heard. Now the, the, the CEO
4: is in, out, in, out. There's, What's going on with that? Surely when you recruit a CEO... Where's the you due diligence? Due diligence yeah. and you do their background. And surely they should have come across this prior... Um, whether your religious beliefs and all that should come into you performing your job adequately, I don't know. It depends, I guess, how radicalized they are. But, um, yeah, I would have thought the person that hired him should get the sack as well.
5: Well, it just doesn't. As a supporter, as a you know, someone who's, who's a paid-up member, if I was part of that club, I would seriously be considering, you know, what, what I'm, where my support is going to be because you can't just keep going down the same path. It's embarrassing what they do. the uh, The whole Ben Rutten thing was embarrassing. Yeah.
0: So that's yeah. off the field. But what about on the field? Case, I want to get your thoughts on this too. There are some stars at that footy club, particularly through the midfield. But just recently, their best and fairest. We got uh, two-meter Peter Peter Wright won the best and fairest award at Essendon, and now couldn't get a game at Gold Coast. It was Zach Merritt. Uh, Andrew M- M- McGrath where are these guys at because for for a bloke, that's an indictment on them not not a not a kick to Peter Wright congratulations on a great season for him but for for those guys uh, you know around the middle of the, of the ground should be getting plenty of the ball should be going well in best and fairest awards and Brownlows. Uh, they they're a basket case on and off the field at the moment case
3: Look, they've certainly got their struggles, but every club goes through it, and I tend to look at it from a glass-half-full approach, and that is perhaps the only way up for them now, is uh, or the only way they, direction they can head is up, and they need to start heading up. They've made some horrendous problems. I think it's a very complicated issue, the Andrew Thorburn scenario in terms of the CEO, and they will get that done. But I think there is blue sky ahead for the Bombers. They don't have a lot of sympathy at the moment, because when they are one of the power clubs in the 1980s, and uh, prior to that, they certainly... Let people know all about it. So I feel for the Bombers supporters at the moment, and surely Bundy isn't suggesting that his mates are going to desert their team in their hour <laughs> of need. Oh. Not allowed to do that in the AFL.
5: Oh, I'm, I just said, where are you going to go? Because the rest of the competition is pretty much the same. Um, but no, I just I, I think it. it um, I think there's a bit of frustration there. Though they played finals last year. They actually they actually made the eight last year, and they bombed out this year. They've got a they. Certainly have the talent on the field. They underperformed this year, um, and it's going to be a big offseason. But I think, I think the appointment of Scotty is going to certainly um, get him going in the right direction. I think that's a really positive for the club. I just think if you can sort everything else out, get on the same page, start getting the messaging right, um, it's going to be a big summer for the Bombers. And I think they just need to, because it is a proud club. I used to barrack for the Bombers when I was a kid. Yeah, you know, I used to run around with the number eighteen and I'm on my back. The Flying Dutchman, Paul Vanderhaar. That was me. I don't know why I loved Paul Vanderhaar, but I did. <laughs> um, and then Michael Long went there, and I, I became a Michael Long fan. But I was just, yeah, I just, I don't. Hopefully, they can sort themselves out because, as you said, um, Case, they are rich history. They, they're they're power. One of the big four clubs um, going around in
4: terms of support, and they just need to get things right. Guys, can I just kick in? It's uh, coming towards the end of trade week. Um, I've got a two-pronged question. Is there a way they can make this easier? It seems really complicated to me, the way it goes around. Um, To keep track of it as a layman, it's really hard that they're offering first round, second round, future picks, money. It's all over the shop to me. I just wondered, is there a way that they can maybe make it easier, like uh, in the soccer where they just buy out their contract and pay the money and move on i don't know um that's the first question i'll get from you Bungie. and also uh who's done the best out of trade who's uh, a lot of the deals haven't got over the line they're fighting over some of these things but has anyone come out on top
5: oh i don't i I think there's still a bit to play out trade finishes uh it finishes wednesday so there's still a bit to play out there um yeah I, i think there's a like to answer your question I don't think anybody knows what's going on Bresta. There's a lot there's a lot happening. There's and when you talk you looked at Port Adelaide and this there's this four-way massive four-way deal going on um, with the Jason Horn Horn Francis stuff which is interesting. And it's um yeah the the, select, the deals apparently offering they offering first and second round draft picks which you can't offer future first. So there's are sort of flouting with with rules have been the a f l have come back and said hey you can't you can't do that um you can't be uh, under a f l rules you can't trade first round picks so you can some of your future second picks and see so you can trade, but you can't actually trade your first picks so there's a bit to play out there um which there's which is involves the the move of junior rioli as well um and Kangas seem to be playing a little bit of hardball so uh, I think that one's interesting to 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 see what how that unfolds. The the is rankin- going to
4: get Francis Horn Francis, and is Crow's going to get Rankin? Is that either of those going to happen? Yeah, well, oh, rank, the
5: Rankin deal will go ahead. Yeah, it, the, I think what they're what they're trying to do is is they're trying to secure some some future stuff. So based on some father sons and some other things that they're trying to they're trying to have enough points and and, and enough I guess. Um, uh, Armoury to actually trade to to get other things going in the future. Um, so that lies in there. I think there's something to do with the Billy Frampton deal at Collingwood as well that's, that's playing out with the Rankin deal. So Colling- there's a pick coming there that's going to go to Collingwood. That's from Collingwood to the Gold Coast through Adelaide. and So there's bits to play out there. It is, it is quite confusing. It's complicated,
0: yeah. Uh, but- we'll talk a bit more about this after the news, boys, because... Um, and We'll cover Bathurst as well, but you're exactly right. It is very complicated, and I have a couple of questions for for all of you on exactly why it's so complicated. I've got some thoughts on this, but I've got some some questions, particularly if you Bungie knows um, uh, the ins and outs of trade week. I mean, I mean, once upon a time you were kind of involved, were you not?
5: Yeah, there was a deal done. <laughs> I can 1994, where I got traded from Frio
4: as a pre selection. Frio came out of that good, didn't they? they uh, Chris
0: Green was a wonderful bloke, too. Good South Adelaide He's lad. He's still a wonderful bloke. Yep. But he just gets caught up.
5: <laughs> he gets caught up in this all the time. Every time they talk about bad trades, he gets bored up. I feel sorry for him. He's a ripping bloke. And uh, yeah, that
1: uh, anyway, we'll go to a break and we'll come back and have a chat. We'll about go to it.
0: the news. In fact, it is the Bungie and Bradster show, four minutes past 11.
1: Adelaide Lightning, South Australia's most successful women's sporting team. Legends on and off the basketball court.
2: For a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts. Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian motors. This is the Bungie and Bretster Show.
0: It is on SENSA. That is 1629 on the dial. Get it on the app as well. Crystal clear on the app. Give us a call. one 736 736 John Casey is still with us. Over there in Tasmania, in case uh, trade week uh, is going on at the moment, we're going to talk Bathurst very quickly in a moment. But uh, when it comes to trade week, uh, could we make trades in the AFL any more complicated?
3: It's unbelievable. I agree with the boys. It, you need to be a nuclear physicist to understand some of these deals. And I think people are out of their depth. And we spoke about it with Kimbo and the Roach there on Friday, I think that list managers now are out of their depth. They don't understand exactly how it all works, and they really need to find a better way to do it because they're confused, they're unsure, and, you know, the salary dumps. So basically the Gold Coast can't afford Jack Bowes anymore, so they are shopping him around and saying, please take Jack Bowes off our hands, and we'll give you a draft pick and get him to another club so we can reset here. Somehow Geelong are ending up with the best players, and somehow the GWS Giants have got like five picks in the first round it's so complicated that i think the layman all of us really find it hard to follow and the deals get dragged on and on Seven thirty wednesday night is the deadline i'm not convinced jason horn francis is going to get to port adelaide and good on north melbourne for playing hardball he's he is a you know a wanted commodity so they're going to play hardball and isaac ranking to adelaide everyone thinks and just assumes it's going to happen well the deal isn't done yet
0: uh, Bungie, I want to come back to you in a minute, but Bretster, you had a suggestion about how to simplify this a little bit, and you've got some experience in other sports, in particularly uh, basketball, as to how they go about doing their trades, particularly in the NBA, uh, more so than here in the NBL. Um, How do you simplify this?
4: Well, I don't think there's a a clear-cut way. I I actually don't mind players' salaries being exposed. In a lot of industries, they are exposed. I don't mind that. It makes it easier for people to understand where their money is being spent inside a cap with each of the players. Uh, And then if you're, you're, say, on a million dollars, there should just be a, a set buyout for someone on that rate. Uh, for first year, second year, third year, whatever term part of their contract they're in, you buy that out, that goes onto your part of the cap, and you deal with it just purely on a financial basis, and you just keep your same um, draft, picks. Uh, draft picks that you would normally have, and it's just all done on a financial basis. That just makes too much sense, Preston. Mm.
0: Uh, question. <laughs> uh, we heard, uh, heard an interesting story about Jason Horn francis and, uh, the, the, uh, the allegations out there, I think they may have come from social media, so they must be true, about uh, Fabian Francis getting a little MG uh, through the year. Any Camrys coming your way, uh, Bunch, when uh, you made the trade over from uh, uh, Freemantle from back in 94? Nice little uh, Camry or two up the driveway. No, uh, interesting though, because when I when
5: I
4: went through what a load all of, of rot, by the I, way, I, that
5: I is. don't think that's very true. <laughs> no. But uh, no,
4: Ra- Rachel had a nice car every week. <laughs> though. <laughs> particularly today's age. But I'll tell you what, when
5: when when I uh, when I was in the, that uh, uh, dra- trade or that that draft uh, days back in in the day, there it was um, there was a bit going on, and I was in Darwin at the time, and. I had a had a number of suitors of clubs that were keen to to obviously uh, get me to be part of their their team. But I had Adelaide was one. Um, I, I could still say at Port Adelaide. Port, Port were pretty keen for me to to stay there. Um, just coming off a premiership in the '94 flag there for, with the Maggies and um, to to play there until they got their license. Mm. Um, I had uh, Collingwood, Sydney, had a number of other clubs that were keen and. It came down and um, my dad was doing the, uh, he was my manager at the time and Collingwood was throwing all sorts of things at my dad to uh, to get him to get me to sign with with Collingwood as <laughs> as part of that. When when you, I, I think it was well known that things could be done, you know, under the, you know, a few deals done under the table, and they were throwing talking about cars and <laughs> what they could do, and we all got a bit too much from my old man. He threw the phone up in the air, and um, yeah, we we sort of got it done. Uh, Bill Sa- Sanders came down, all came up to Adelaide, and uh, we had a good chat and and that sort of. Sealed the deal for me, but uh, you um, regret
4: not going to uh, Victoria. You would have probably won four Brownlows if you were in Victoria, yeah. I'll, tell you, <laughs> you I'll say you might have got three votes
0: in that 42 disposal
5: game, Babs. You, gave a, abs. you yeah. can keep the Brownlows, I'll just take the two
4: flags. There you go, with, I'll be happy with them. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bathurst is on, guys. The race is underway. Uh, hot favourites, or is uh, it? Hang on a minute. Well, yeah, looks like we'll the, to stop we'll at the, the safety cars out already. Yeah, it was a shame that obviously the uh, the rains came in yesterday and um, extraordinary a, scenes, weren't they? Uh, bowled a lot of it, took a lot of it off play, and and we didn't get to see it. And we we've, we've talked about Holden not um, being any further after this year. And you look at some of the drivers and cars that they've had over the years. It's been a Special effort from them, like uh, I Brocky's my favorite, but Tander, Murphy, Skafe, Lowndes, Ingle, all the big names have, have driven for Holden. And that's um, what's your favorite that's, car that's going around the track? I think the Tirana, <laughs> I love the old Tiranas. Which, which I think road? my wife had uh, a Tirana, yeah. um, oh, you know, the 70 models, I think the, like the 78, the LX, probably, um, the, the A9X is going around, oh, the like. LH is pretty nice. For me,
5: for me, for me the, probably the, that sold me when I was a bit younger, and I used to love, and, and I had one when I was when I was uh, a bit of a younger lad. The LJ, the XU ones for mine. Like going back and you're looking at some of those things. So the XU ones coming out, and when they had the big, uh, the big Fords were, were were dominating, and the the XU ones came in, um, and, and Brocky was driving those. That was for me was. Uh, he had was that fantastic. thing on rails. You yeah. What about the early yeah. Monaros? Yeah, the Monaros were good. I just was a Tirana man. Still Toronto man, but um, yeah, the Monaros were were good when they came in. And but you know the XBs and the XA Falcons as well when they came in. There's some some great class. I mean, we go back over the years and talk about those cars. But I think some of those older cars uh, certainly s- sit in the the front of mind when it comes to uh, those race enthusiasts.
0: Case was there a Kia Rio waiting at the airport for you down there in Tasmania on behalf of the Jack Jumpers? Just trying to get you on board. Uh, And what was your favourite? What are your favourite memories of the mountain?
3: Ah, no, the the, uh, love didn't stretch that far from the jack jumpers, but I love Bathurst. I'm a big Supercars fan, and I love watching that, and I'm certainly looking forward to the Adelaide 500 coming up in December to get the cars back in South Australia. I know David Noble, the former North Melbourne coach, he's in the Dick Johnson Racing Garage for Bathurst, says he's a big Mustang fan and has got one in the driveway, so we know who he's supporting, but how about the start of this race? Yesterday they called off the top 10 for the first time in race history. The race starts, it goes 10 seconds, and the safety car is out there already, it's going to be entertainment right throughout the day, but my favourites I love the Fords, Alan Moffat, the 1-2 finish, Dick Johnson going off uh, track and colliding with the Rock, there's all always drama there Couple of fights, uh, Case of the Yeah, I think you, you, get in the, you get into it for one day of the year if you're not a, a motor racing fan, but Bathurst never fails to deliver, I'm, I'm excited by it and I'll try and keep an eye across it today
0: Excellent. Uh, now, Brettster, uh, before we wrap it up and uh, head into uh, what I'm, I'm been looking forward to this all show, to be honest, because we're going to talk the great cheats of sport at the moment, and maybe not in some of the greatest sports, but our mate Hans has reared really, really his head again in the chess side of things. But um, we've got a bit of controversy in the world of fishing as well, which. Um, we might have some audio from that.
4: <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Hey, I, just before we go to this break, mm. who's your tip for Bathus Bungie? Have you got a tip? Have I got a tip? Uh, we got, don't want uh, Case's tip because that'll be way off. I got
5: a feeling that <laughs> the first car across the line is going
4: to be the safety car today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> Well,
4: Gisbergen is leading the uh, driver standings at the moment, so he's their hot favourite, but starting in seventh. I think Moffat and Waters uh, starting, uh, were starting pole. I think Holdsworth so, is he's um, is in front at the moment, so he might be half a chance if the safety car keeps going. Yeah, well, they're saying the Gisbergen and Tanda pairing is the best out of the lot, so I'm going to go with them. Uh, what are you going with, Case? Look, I'm just watching some of
3: this now. It's absolute carnage there. are Cars all over the track. They're sliding off, big collisions, yellow flags out again. It looks like race is over for at least a couple of them. It's going to be the smartest driver out there. And I think that's Shane Van Gisberg. And I think he's the smartest driver. It may not be the fastest, but in these conditions, uh, he's going to be hard to beat. It might be
4: worth watching. I love the accidents. Oh, you boys are just uh, on the uh... favourites. What don't you do that? <laughs> We're going to go to a break, guys. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back uh, shortly after this break. The Bungie and Bretster Show, brought to you by Australian Motors Mitsubishi. Visit Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors.
1: Adelaide Lightning, South Australia's most successful women's sporting team. Legends on and off the basketball court. For a Mitsubishi,
2: you have two clear standouts, Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. This is the Bungie and Bretster Show.
0: Big show, the Bungie and Bretster show today. And, uh, gentlemen, I I touched on this before we went to the break. Uh, Cheating scandals in world sport galore at the moment. Uh, In chess, we've got our mate Hans, who uh, has been accused of cheating in 100 online games as a chess master. What about that? That's got the chess world up in arms, uh, Bretster. What do we make of that?
4: Fancy cheating in any game. How do you do it online, though? I don't know.
0: Well, apparently he had like yeah. an online uh, program which was telling him what, what moves. moves to make uh, on a separate computer, and then he was making the moves.
5: Well, yeah. This is interesting because I was I was trying to read it last. Time. There's a 72 page report on it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
5: going, through, it got serious. So basically, he's under he's he's uh, he's under investigation, basically. So there's suspicion of him for cheating. He has the bloke who actually who uh, dubbed him in. Grandmaster uh, yeah, but he, he he there's there was no uh, they hadn't had any no evidence that he
4: cheated against him. There's a lot of pride in chess. and when you go from a master to a grandmaster, I mean that's a big step in any sport, isn't it? You've got to admit. so to for either. him uh, to beat a grandmaster is a huge he's only nineteen and they've been saying he's been cheating. As far back as when he was 16, 17. he's admitted to cheating when he was sixteen and I think twelve, but nothing since then uh, clearly has been.
5: Oh, and speaking of cheating, I don't know if you've seen the other one, but Case is—I is, know you're a Case—is a, is a keen fisherman. But did you see the? Uh, did you see the fisherman? Did you see the fishing one, Case? The the cheating oh, scandal but- in the fishing.
3: Absolutely outstanding. I mean, you can't go fishing without uh, lying about how big the fish that you caught were. So I'm not surprised <laughs> at all. All time Dad, has ripped off hundreds of thousands of dollars by sticking lead weights inside the fish that he caught. And Phillips, I
5: was going to say, have you ever done that? Have you ever chucked a couple of sinkers in you just to check the weight? <laughs>
3: Unbelievable! I've never done it. I don't subscribe to it, but it's great entertainment. And how about when he was caught? And the language they were using was shocking. We've well, got... it's funny
0: that <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a uh, shall we say a redacted version of, <laughs> of uh-huh. that audio. Let's have a listen.
2: Everybody, listen to me right now, Jake. I want you to leave. I don't want anybody to touch these guys. I want you to leave. Please, to jail. You've done piece. We uh, need to uh, file a police truck report. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. You do you have anything to yeah, say, Jay? Yeah, you called the police. I got video. I'm yeah.
6: just saying. You no, got, got
2: anything to say? Man, Why didn't you take you pictures? I, I need you. pictures. Been doing this shit for years. Cheating mother. Oh man! You got a
5: thousand. I tell you what, Case. That's that sounds like when I play cards with Bretster.
3: It sounds like our production feeding going into each week. I'm not convinced we got all of those, boys. I
4: tell you what, if they were using that many singers, I can only imagine what bait they were using. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Only
5: only in America.
4: Oh,
0: (laughs) Apparently apparently this guy had been doing this for years and had won boats and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, (laughs) Case, uh, the worst I've done is I I remember – uh, going fishing with Dad, we had a a, a a carton on who was going to catch the biggest whiting, and I remember grabbing hold of the whiting that I caught and stretching it as far as I possibly could, and I still managed <laughs> to lose.
3: Uh, it's all good. It's all fair when you're fishing. Anything is possible. I'm a little disappointed that it's come to this because it's not cheating until you get caught, and then when you get caught, you just <laughs> deny and <it>, deny. It. <laughs>
4: Spoken like a true Bretster. Hey,
3: Bungie,
4: NRL, uh, we had the grand final uh, last week, and it was a bit of a whitewash. Penrith were way too good. And out of that, off the back of that, there's been Australian team selections. What can you tell us on uh, the picks for the Australian team? Well,
5: I'll tell you, he didn't make the uh, the kangaroo side, and that was the Clive Churchill medalist, Dylan Edwards. Who, Unbelievable. Who, he was uh, fantastic. Had a, he's had a fantastic year too, so he didn't make it. Nico Hines, who is the the Dally M medal winner, which is like winning the Brownlow though. So Nico Hines, he's, he didn't make it either. Wow. Um, the halfback for, for Cronulla, and he's on standby, along with Dylan Edwards for... The, the Kangaroos uh, tour which kicks off next week um, and they're in part of there's 16 team four pools Australia play Fiji in their first game they're in the same draw as Italy and Scotland but the Gillaroos are over there as well so we look forward to that we'll talk more about the rugby next week but uh, yeah it's a bit disappointing I guess for those blokes but um, it's the way it is and the Kangaroos have actually gone with different numbers this year they're not playing like they usually do in the, the normal numbers they're picking tour numbers so
0: we'll have more on that next week as well mm. Indeed. Uh, What a show it's been. John Casey, uh, we'll let you get back to the penthouse suite.
3: Yeah, thanks very much, boys. Just very quickly, the Adelaide Fire women's team beat Tassie last night in the Hockey 2 Zip. Our men lost zero fire. Had to get a mention for Rooch and uh, great to be with you. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Good stuff. Have a good
0: call, Case. Bungie, Bradster, it's been a pleasure. We'll be back again, same time, same place, next week here on SCN. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday.